If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is Always Right on AM 1420, The Answer. Here's your host, Bob France. Good morning. Thanks for being with us. We are indeed underway now at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this free-for-all Friday edition of Always Right. It's the 18th morning of the second month of the year of our Lord, 2022. And the jackboots are on the move in Canada. Literally this morning... Ottawa police announced that protesters are being arrested. Police have launched a massive operation to clear the streets and arrest the demonstrators. All as a part of the Emergencies Act we talked about. That's Canadian martial law that was put into effect by their little tyrant in training, Justin Trudeau. The prime minister who had expressed multiple times his fondness for dictatorships like the communist Chinese have is now acting like that. Or, again, I called them jackboots, if you want to call them the Gestapo, the uh, Nazis' uh, secret police, if you will. That's fine, too. There's a number of comparisons here to communism and fascism being practiced in Canada. Ottawa police announced Friday morning... Some protesters are being arrested during an operation. They have established a massive perimeter, essentially a no-go zone around Ottawa and essentially all of Ottawa, Um, but particularly around the epicenter of the protest against mandates. No one is allowed to come in, and no one is allowed to go out of, of that perimeter. According to other reports, No one who is a supporter of these protests, particularly as it pertains to financial support, which they can track through banking records, is being allowed to leave Canada. Anybody remember the Berlin Wall? It sounds like it's being enacted in Canada right now. There is a large police presence excuse me, on Nicholas Street. Protesters are being advised to leave immediately. Some protesters are surrendering and being arrested. Police are tweeting that they want to inform demonstrators that under provincial and federal legislation, you will face severe penalties if you do not cease further unlawful activity and remove your vehicle and or your property immediately from all unlawful protest sites. People are being arrested and charged with 
mischief, they call it, in Canada. Whatever that means. I don't know if that's the same thing as disturbing. The peace would be here or what, but they're just saying mischief. So the the jackboots, like I said, literally are being deployed now, uh, you know, at, upon the orders of their leader, uh, Herr Trudeau. We'll call we'll call him Herr Trudeau, um, because this this freedom uprising, this this revolution against tyranny, must be put down at all costs. This is what uh, Justin Trudeau said. Herr Trudeau actually said during his uh, during his remarks about invoking the Emergencies Act, it must be put down at all costs because people are being inconvenienced. Some people can't go to work. Some people are having their supply lines cut off. And you know what? I, I brought this up to one of my guests earlier this week. And you know what? Maybe that's not true. It might have been last Friday when I spoke with Christina Hagen. Maybe it was. That's coming into my mind now. I couldn't remember, but I think I just did. Which guest said to me, revolutions are never comfortable, right? You can imagine what happened when the, the colonials in 1776 waged the Revolutionary War against the British crown. It wasn't comfortable, there were, there were a lot of sacrifices that had to be made, and not just by the fighters, not just by those who were part of the, uh, the army or part of the militias. There, everybody had a massive sacrifice. Everybody was in some form of jeopardy. But revolutions, to, to claim or to, in this case, reclaim liberty and freedom, need to happen, Hopefully peacefully, and that's what the trucker protest is. It is peaceful. It is not. It is not violent. It is not a war zone. But it's going to be uncomfortable. And for those who understand that, they're willing to put up with the discomfort and the lack of their normal routines in life if it means getting their normal freedoms back. And that is terrifying to a would-be tyrant. And I think we can drop the would-be and wannabe now when we talk about Justin Trudeau. Just a flat-out tyrant. I think that's a fair way to say it now. And we've got our own, of course, cooking down here uh, in our country. Because that's exactly what Joe Brandon wishes he could do. And, well, we're going to find out how that all plays out because the caravan, or excuse me, the convoy... The convoy, they call it the Freedom Convoy, the one that's up in Canada. We're calling it the People's Convoy, the one that's going to be held down here. It starts next week, and it's going to end up at D.C. in D.C., where it's going to be met by a congressional delegation, probably of all Republicans, but it is going to be coming from all across the country, including right here in Ohio. That's right. Cleveland and Columbus have been designated as two of the sites, along with Fresno, California, to gather more steam and more vehicles for the convoy going all across uh, the the western, the mountain, the midwestern states, all the way to Washington, D.C., and uh, apparently two of the other starting points are going to be Cleveland and Columbus. So we're going to find out exactly what uh, kind of steps the Brandon administration is going to take whenever the supply lanes are choked off, supply lines rather are choked off, and more as this revolution to get our freedoms back is is waged, and that is exactly what's going on. 
So with that, uh, allow me to say good morning. I just needed to jump this because it, ca- it crawled across my screen right as I was getting ready to come on the air anyway. So I figured I would start that. The um, Canadian police have started a massive operation to clear the protest areas of vehicles and people. They're going to start uh, making arrests and threatening very serious uh, consequences for those who are arrested and who do not leave voluntarily. So having said all of that, I think it's wise that we start our pledge, start with our pledge. And and I, I'm pausing here, and maybe ever so dramatically, not intentionally, but I'm just kind of trying to process it all. We're about to pledge our allegiance to a flag that represents liberty. And the question is, is that all we're going to do is pledge for liberty? Or are we going to be willing to act? Are we going to be willing to to fight peacefully? And that may sound like a contradiction. It's not. But there are ways of fighting without being physical. And this fight that's being waged up there right now is going to be one that we have to do on steroids here in the United States in order to end vaccine mandates, end vaccine passports, end mask mandates, all of these unconstitutional non-laws Because they're not being passed. They're not being passed by our legislative branch and signed into law by our executives. These are all executive order mandates. And they've got to stop in every state. And that's what this whole thing is all about. So we're going to find a way to, to work our way through this. Let's rise, patriots. We are going to pledge our allegiance to this country and to the flag that represents this country. Because it's liberty that has been taken from us. It's liberty we must regain. And that is exactly what that flag represents. So, patriots, go ahead and rise. Face your flag if you have one. Keep them coming. We're assembling the photo gallery right now of flags that people stand and face. Um, whenever they send them to me, you can email them to me and put them on my Facebook uh, instant messenger. Put them on my Getter account which is uh, always right, WHK, and I'm assembling a great big photo gallery that I'm going to be posting on my website very shortly uh, so that you can uh, see what people are doing each and every day when we do our Pledge of Allegiance. So go ahead and face your flag if you have one. If you don't, that's okay. You can imagine one. If you are a Brandon voter and if you deny revolution, if you think that revolutions should be quashed, particularly revolutions that are for liberty, not for tyranny, Well, then we know that you don't stand and say this pledge anyway. Go ahead and take a knee next to your favorite ex-quarterback. For the rest of us, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, uh, 17 minutes after 9 o'clock, coming up on the program in about uh, 20 minutes, less than that, 15 minutes-ish. All right, 20 minutes, we'll call it. We're going to talk to um, Jack Windsor. Jack Windsor is, of course, the uh, editor-in-chief of the Ohio Press Network. He's also our Statehouse correspondent. He should be today in Lewis Center, Ohio, covering the ORP and their state central committee meeting in which they're going to vote to uh, make endorsements in the upcoming primaries. He should be there, but he's not there. And the reason he's not there is he is being denied access. His First Amendment rights as a member of the press are being taken away by the thugs in the ORP, particularly Robert Paducic.
the chair of the of the ORP, the Ohio Republican Party, who by name singled out Jack Windsor and said he's not allowed to cover the Ohio Republican Party's state central committee meeting today. Absolute, full-on leftist Democrat move. Bob Paduchik and the rest of the leadership of the ORP that stands for censorship of the press by censoring the Ohio Press Network and WHK and any other journalist. These are, I use the word jackboots to describe the Canadian police following Trudeau's orders. It's a jackboot move by Bob Paduchik and the ORP. We put in requests to get him on the air. He's ignoring those requests. I put in a request demanding that our state house correspondent, Jack Windsor, be allowed to go down and cover the ORP for us, which is what we wanted him to do. Again, we got no answer. The ORP is the DNC. The ORP is corrupt from the top down. It was corrupt under Jane Timken. It's corrupt under Bob Paduchik. And whether we're talking about money that has disappeared that cannot be accounted for, or or we're talking about endorsements, shady backroom deals to support other Democrats wearing Republican colors like Mike DeWine, to censoring the press that calls these things out. It's all straight up out of the Democrat playbook. It's disgusting and it's reprehensible. And we're going to fight it. And Jack Windsor is going to be on with us at 9.35 to talk about it. Speaking of the ORP Central, State Central Committee, uh, Committee meeting this morning, also in that uh, building is Senate candidate Mark Keita. He is holding a protest of everything that I just talked about that's going on in that corrupt uh, that party of corruption meeting. And he's there. He's running, of course, for the Republican nomination for uh, Senate. And he's a long shot. He knows it. He knows what the polls show. He knows where he's outspent and outfunded by a number of other candidates here. But it doesn't stop him from doing the right thing, and that is exposing the ORP for what it is. He's down there, and he's going to join us at 1010 with a play-by-play of what's going on, as far as they can tell, at that meeting. Of course, he's not allowed to attend. Neither is anybody else who's not a specific, particular, invited guest of one of the state central committee members. The public is barred from the Republican State Central Committee meeting. How about that? Transparency? Hardly. We're going to do what we do behind closed doors because we don't want people to see how we do it. Why? Because we're the corrupt ORP. So we are going to hear from Jack Windsor at 935 and Mark Pukita at 1010 about both of those issues. All right, we're going to gather here. I have uh, open phone lines for you between now and 10 o'clock. I do have a ton of stories I would like to cover, but I do want to make this a free-for-all Friday for the first, uh, well, other than Jack Windsor's conversation. So we we have two guests, so let me rephrase that. We've got the guest Jack Windsor at 935.5. We have Mark Piquet at 1010. So after Jack, 
And then uh, after Mark Pukita, we will be wide open for free-for-all Friday phone calls. Christina Hagen is not uh, going to be on today. She is attending the funeral of uh, Bill Batchelder. And, of course, our thoughts and uh, prayers are with him and his family and all of his friends and supporters through the years. So Bill Batchelder, of course, passed away recently. So Christina is not on today, so we have tons of time for you at 216-901-0945, We are always right on AM 1420 The Answer. free people is the truth because the truth often poses a threat to power always right with bob france truth is the most important value we have on am 1420 the answer as of today all crowdfunding platforms must report large and suspicious transactions the federal government has invoked the emergencies act to supplement provincial and territorial capacity to address the blockades and occupation. Breaker 1-9, Breaker 1-9, this is the bandit, son. I heard you freedom truckers up there need some cold, hot American cash. Come on. Well, that's a big 10-4 bandit. This is Canadian tree frog. Old Smokey Trudeau is frozen our money flow, and he's trying to see us all dressed up in government orange. Well, uh, hearing you loud and clear, Canadian tree frog, we're Ottawa bounding down, rolling heavy with a hundred grand in freedom, coming for you. Come on. Hey, Bandit, this is Mr. Bean. I'm gear jamming this rolling refinery. You got another smoke on the rubble? That's a big time foe, Mr. Bean. Come head on, Bandit. We'll slip you into the rocking chair. Play a little hide and seek. <laughs> the welcome bat is out and you're coming home. Hey, Bandit, this is Little Beaver. Put your foot on the floor. We've got your back door. All the way to Ottawa and I'm clear. Looks like we've got ourselves a convoy. Well, looks like a good buddy somebody let the Prime Minister know the bandit is on his way. All the way to Ottawa. Let's book it. Unclear. They're on the way to Ottawa, yeah. And soon to be on their way to D.C. From Cleveland, of all places. This, uh, this report... Came in last night, I saw it this morning, taking a cue from the truckers bordering America's northern border. Um, The Great American Patriot Project is going to be underway. And they're asking volunteers to contribute, join, or support a convoy of truckers slated to travel to D.C. next month. It's supposed to get started uh, earlier than that. Next week, now there are there are in fact competing reports about this. I have one report that said it's going to start on February 23rd, which would make some sense if it's coming all the way from California. Of course, it's not going to take a week to drive to D.C. in a in a convoy from Ohio. It takes less than a day, obviously. But uh, here's what we have: taking a cue, the Great American Patriot Project asked volunteers to contribute to join this uh, convoy of truckers starting in Cleveland and in Columbus and in Fresno, California. Again, I don't know why those locations were chosen, but fine. Scheduled to end in March uh, in uh, Washington D.C. on March 6th. They will be met according to this report by Fox by a congressional welcome committee to discuss policy changes. I don't think anybody wants to be told what to do, said a spokesperson for the PAC. 
They don't want to deal with these mandates, and it's kind of a way to stand up for all Americans against it. In an email blast, the PAC said truckers represent peaceful, nonviolent Americans who are dissatisfied with the unscientific, unconstitutional government overreach in regards to mandates. And I completely concur. The convoy comes amid the protests that are going on north, in the north, obviously by the Canadian truckers. And as I said, you know, these, look, not all heroes wear capes. We say that a lot. It's worth it, and it's accurate in a lot of circumstances. It includes these truckers. I read um, a wonderful, wonderful piece about the, 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 the essential people in our society and the useless members of our society. Now, I'm going to share this with you a little bit later on in the broadcast, but I'm going to just kind of um, try to uh, uh, paraphrase it for just a moment. The essential people in our society are not our writers. They're not our educated elite. The essential people in our society are not our entertainers. They're not our athletes. If all of those people went away, we might be a little more bored, but our country would would soldier on. The... The essential people, those are the useless people. The essential people are these truck drivers. There are bricklayers, our welders, and our electricians, and the people that keep this country literally alive. Our farmers, literally moving. If all of those people went away, our country would disappear. Our society would die within two weeks. We need these people. They're the lifeblood of the American, and and quite frankly, of all developed nations, um, economies, and, and societies. They literally are what keep it going. In other words, we need them a hell of a lot more than they need us. And that's what we're going to try to show. That's what they're doing up north, and that's what we're going to try to show here. We need to support them every single step of the way, no matter what threats are made against them. No matter what obstacles are put in their place, these are the true essential people in our society. It's not the politicians and it's not the educated elites. It is the blue-collar grunt workers who do all of the jobs that the rest of us cannot do. And that's what this is going to be all about. Take a time out for news here. We'll come back and talk with Jack Windsor on AM 1420 The Answer. All right, 936, they're meeting right now. The uh, ORP, that's the Ohio Republican Party State Central Committee. They're having their little meeting in which they're going to issue endorsements in the upcoming primaries. The uh, top item, of course, without question, is their endorsement of the little Napoleonic dictator who locked down the state of Ohio, uh, crippled uh, the educational institutions, hurt and damaged so many children with his ridiculous decision to listen to an unelected pro-abortionist former doctor uh, making all of our state policies during COVID. So, yeah, that's the guy that the ORP is behind. Mike DeWine, but this is about so much more than just their endorsement of Mike DeWine. The corruption within the ORP is deep. I just got a note 
from somebody before we started the segment saying if you take a real real close look at the Ohio SOS website, that's the Secretary of State website, you will see that the Ohio Republican Party has not yet filed their most significant campaign filing, the state campaign fund, for the second half of 2021. It's 17 days late. No explanation has been given by Party Chairman Bob Paduchik or Treasurer David Johnson. Geez, how about that? I wonder why they're doing everything in uh, behind closed doors now as opposed to through the light of transparency. Joining me now to talk about this, because he's got a lot to talk about regarding this, is Jack Windsor. Jack Windsor is our WHK AM 1420, The Answer, State House correspondent. He, co- uh, he uh, covers the uh, ORP and the ODP for us. He also runs... His um, uh, Ohio Press Network uh, news organization, he's the editor-in-chief, editor-in-chief and founder of that group. Jack Windsor should be down there covering the ORP today, but he's not. Jack, good morning. Bob, good morning. Thanks for choosing me today. It's great to be with you and the uh, AM1420 family. So we spoke a couple of days before this meeting was supposed to happen, uh, which was about a week and a half ago when the uh, snowstorm hit, so they canceled it or postponed it, if you will. And we talked about how there was you were going to have to have a phone call or a conference or a meeting of some kind with the leadership of the ORP to decide whether or not you would get to be among the press invited to cover the event. And then you got that approval from what I was told, but then, of course, they delayed the meeting because of the snow until the 18th, which is today, and suddenly your approval has been revoked. Jack, tell us the story, please. So I'm going to give you a little bit of background, and please nudge me off my, my talking here if you, know, if you have questions or who we need to get to something faster. But a little bit of background um, on Bob Paduchik, who's chairman of the Ohio Republican Party. Um, Chairman Paducic has a he's a habit of bad mouthing people who inquire about the Ohio Republican Party State Central Committee and really attempting to cancel reporters who inquire and investigate. Now Paducic, as you remember, he kicked State Central Committee members off their committees after they began inquiring about accounting irregularities within the state party, objecting to giving money to candidates uh, not yet endorsed by the GOP, and then debating against whether endorsing it all before a primary makes sense. Uh, He, along with Treasurer Dave Johnson, uh, their defendants in a lawsuit brought by those members of the state central committee in order to have their rights and responsibilities associated with their elected positions restored. So that's one. Most recently, uh, and I think you talked about this on the show, longtime award-winning investigative journalist Dwayne Pullman It's WKRC, I believe, TV in Cincinnati. He was accused of making false reports and verbally abusing the former ORP communications director after the first, and I think it's going to be three or a four-part series that he put together, aired on television about the $3 million in donor money that had been misreported. Uh, A Republican National Committee member, Jim Dickey of Ohio, sent a letter to state central committee members bad-mouthing and attempting to discredit Dwayne Pullman. Now, some of what Dickey wrote in his email is really compelling stuff. And so we decided to take a closer look at it. We weren't coming down on either side. But given what was written in that email, it was certainly worthy of investigation. And bringing it all the way around to your point, what was the result of that, Bob? Mm-hmm. Consistent with this pattern, Paducic denied press credentials to the Ohio Press Network and me for today's State Central Committee meeting. We were granted credentials on February 2nd. Um, 
the person who granted those credentials, their former communications director, left the organization, and according to sources, the exit was due to conflicts with Chairman Bob Paducic. And uh, obviously, after we began investigating allegations made by the ORP and an Ohio member of the Republican National Committee, our credentials were revoked. All right, there's a lot of layers to the onion you just threw out in front of us. Um, first of all, to the former communications director who left, you said your sources tell you with after conflicts with the chair, mm-hmm. Paducek, did you get any information as to what those conflicts were? What were some of the issues? Did it have anything to do with transparency and treatment of the press or those who were yes. critical? Yes, absolutely. Um, it, you know, and it comes from several sources. Uh, and, you know, I think that it's, it's telling in itself, right, Bob? People who want to talk on background for fear of um, going on the record and the repercussions of that. I mean, look what happened to state central committee members who did go on the record, who did um, do what they thought their job was, which was raise issues and try to drum up support for what they were trying to do. Um, they were canceled. They were kicked off committee. So um, people are, are concerned about going on the record. But on background, um, I heard from a few people who said yes. Um, it's the treatment of the press. It's, I mean, if I, here's, here's what it boils down to. Um, the conduct, right? It, it, they're, they're, treating, they're treating reporters and people who raise objections like social media oligarchs treat people. And they're attempting to bully, badger, and besmirch anyone who tries to get to the bottom of the real issues. That was one of the, the issues I understand in that um, divorce between the former communications director and Bob Paducek. Um, and look, Bob Paducek runs the party. Um, the idea that state central committee members get together in committees and make decisions frequently is, is false. Um, that's a false narrative. In fact, I think the, the finance committee didn't meet for four years. The audit committee didn't meet for several years. Um, and I think that's part of it as well, is that instead of listening, collaborating, you have one person at the at the controls making all the decisions. And if anyone asks a hard question, then they get canceled. Um, with respect to your credentials being denied to uh, to cover this uh, this meeting today of the State Central Committee, are you aware of any other press outlets or journalists that have been denied? Yes. So um, the Ohio uh, the Ohio Star, um, one of the other um, independent news outlets, which I would say um, if there's an outlet that leans right, it would certainly be the Ohio Star as well. Um, so the Republicans have. Uh, canceled the Ohio Star in addition to the Ohio Press Network. My understanding is that uh, Dwayne Pullman uh, may not be invited back in um, because of the report that he aired circa February 3rd on uh, the $3 million and what he called missing money. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the three that I know of right now. Here's the interesting part to that, Bob, if I may. I made some phone calls yesterday to some state central committee members, and what I was looking for was, what are the criteria, right? I mean, you were an athlete, I was an athlete, and if a coach said, hey, you know, I want you to perform at this level, you'd say, okay, well, what do I have to do to get there, right? So what are the criteria, Bob? There are no criteria. I mean, he admitted that to two separate people on the state central committee. Look, there are no criteria. I just don't, I don't know who funds this guy. I don't know where he's coming from. The comment made was, I know what I'm going to get with the Columbus Dispatch, but this Jack Windsor guy, I don't know where he's coming from, and I don't trust him. He's not a real journalist. I want you to repeat that part, and the other part, too, about the Ohio Press Network, because apparently, Jack, 
what you were told by Bob Paduchek through his intermediary, Dan Lushek, um, is a standard line. Can, can you tell me specifically what you were told in the denial of your uh, press credentials to go and cover this event? Yes, um, the Ohio Press Network was denied credentials for Friday's meeting because they are fake news, and Jack Windsor is not a journalist. So imagine, you know, a dark suit, a red tie, Donald Trump, right? Um, Bob Paducek's going Trumpy on everybody, um, which is really ludicrous. I mean, when when Donald Trump says that to CNN, you kind of get it. But when Bob Paducek says that to the Ohio Press Network, and let me just say this, I'm not going to name their names, we have uh, four or five people on staff that we pay to write. Each of them have between 20 to 30 years of reporting experience. We have a legal correspondent who's a sitting magistrate in the state of Ohio. So how asinine does Bob Paducek look calling the Ohio Press Network fake news? I'm almost embarrassed for him, Bob. Well, not only did he call you a fake journalist or not a real journalist and the Ohio Press Network fake news, as I said, apparently that's a go-to line because I'm looking at the Ohio Star right now, their headline from yesterday, last night, State Chair Paducek denies the Ohio Star credentials to cover Friday's Ohio GOP Central Committee meeting. Then in the first full paragraph, quote, I sent your request to Chairman Paducek and he asked me to send you this response on the record. Your request for credentials to attend the meeting as a journalist have been denied because the Ohio Star is fake news and you're not a journalist, end quote. Jack, word for word, what you were told, except substituting Ohio Press Network for the Ohio Star, word for word. So in other words, Bob Paducek, the chairman of the corrupt Ohio, Repub- Ohio Republican Party and the state central committee, Bob Paducek is the arbiter of what is and what is not a journalist, He's the arbiter of what is and what is not fake news, and he is willing to deny literally the First Amendment rights under freedom mm-hmm. of the press to people like you and the Ohio Star and maybe Dwayne Pullman, denying them the right to cover their dealings as they get ready to, quite frankly, you know, commit uh, an act, I think, and I don't want to phrase it that way. It makes it sound a little bit worse than it is, but about to do something that may be very, very unpopular with Ohio Republican voters, and that is issue an endorsement to somebody that is reviled by a significant number of Ohio's Republican voters talking about yeah. Mike DeWine. You have been critical of DeWine. Your your publication has published articles written by others that have been critical of Mike DeWine. Dwayne Pullman has been critical of the ORP. Uh, the Ohio Star has been critical of Mike DeWine. So Bob Paducek has essentially said, we will deny the First Amendment freedom of the press right to people that we don't like because they don't like what we do. And therefore, we are going to de- de- declare them as fake news. You made a comparison to Donald Trump. The difference being Donald Trump never denied credentials to CNN, never denied credentials to NBC. They were allowed to cover every press conference, every uh, press briefing. They were allowed to be there. I mean, Jim Acosta made a name for himself by being called on at every press conference. Um, Donald Trump said that CNN is fake news, but he let, quote-unquote, fake news CNN cover the events. Bob Paducic is not allowing that. You know, it goes back to what I said. He's acting like a liberal social media oligarch, attempting to bully, badger, beast merch anyone who tries to get to the bottom of the real issues. But my question is this. What is the two-year-old toddler fit about? What are you, what are you really trying to deflect from and hide if you're the ORP and Bob Paducic? These stories would have died on the vine a long time ago. 
but for Bob Paducek's handling of real issues and the real consequences of his behavior. So what we're going to do is we're going to dive deeper and we're going to work harder to report on this and much more over the coming weeks. What do you make of the fact, since we're kind of speculating on what the fit is all about, the little temper tantrum is all about, you're not you're mm-hmm. fake news and you're not a real reporter, um, what is your take on the uh, the part that I introduced you with here, and that is that they have missed by 17 days and counting their campaign filing with the state campaign fund for the second half of 2021. Also, the three million dollars that is unaccounted for, uh, which is what which is what essentially is requiring an audit that is not happening. Um, mm-hmm. So, w- w- do you think that's part of the answer to your question? Yes. If I can try to quickly disseminate some of that. Um, you know, I guess the number one issue of filing being 17 days behind, I reached out to the ORP last night. I've yet to receive a comment. Um, we're going to look into that. But, look, this $3 million, it, here's here's the interesting part. It's kind of sectioned up into there's like 638000 400 and some thousand, and then $1.7 million. Mm-hmm. The bottom line is that might be the tip of the iceberg. And I don't think that anyone is really saying, hey, this money was stolen, this money was, you know, nefariously taken. But what people are doing is going, hey, generally accepted accounting procedures weren't followed. Internal controls weren't put in place so that you had somebody who understood accounting, accounting for all of these donor dollars that were given from Ohioans all around the state to get Republicans elected. And so instead of really looking at everything and getting to the bottom of it, what they do and, I, and I'm going to say this, what they've done in this situation, um, there's a $638,000 um, accounts receivable number that was tied to the Steve Stivers campaign dating back to, I want to say, circa 2014. And what they've said is, you know, we did this independent full audit. I looked at the report. It's not a full audit. It's, it's limited audit. in scope. It's not an audit at all. And, and and if you actually read the report, the report raises more questions than it definitively closes the door. Um, in fact, some people go on record and say, look, we've been exonerated from any wrongdoing. This money wasn't taken. Nothing bad happened. The report actually says, hey, we don't have images from these checks that were supposedly deposited against the accounts receivable. And by the way, all of the invoices associated with this amount were deleted in 2021. Why is that? So, Instead of answering the questions, what they're doing is they're producing something, calling it what it's not, and then calling news outlets and reporters fake news and non-reporters who are trying to help Ohioans get to the bottom of the you're issue. Trying to, exactly. All you're trying to do is get to the bottom of the issue. You're not trying to take anybody out. You're trying to get to the truth. Now, if there are casualties as a result of the truth, that's not the responsibility of the reporter. That's a problem with the individuals who didn't do things the right way. Mark Pukita, by the way, Senate candidate, is down there right now in the same building. He was trying to get a room adjacent, sharing a wall with uh, the um, a committee or the state central committee meeting so that he could hear what's going on because they're not invited in as well he has offered uh to pay fully funded by himself uh an independent audit using an accounting firm mutually agreed upon by the orp and him he'll let them pick the firm but let's do a full audit of this and they won't even hear him so you know he's of course you know irrelevant to them uh, because he may speak of things that make them look bad. You are not just irrelevant, you're fake news and a non-journalist, so is Dwayne, so is the Ohio Star. And all I'm going to say in wrapping this up is, what 
do we have, what need is there rather for a Democrat party in the state of Ohio when we have the Republican party? Because they are one in the same. They're absolutely operating like Democrats under the cover of darkness, hiding things, and then denying press credentials to actual credentialed journalists because they don't like what those journalists are going to say. It's crazy. I I believe WHK is the 15th oldest radio station in the country, Bob. It doesn't get any more legacy than that, yet here we are sitting on the outside. Unbelievable. People should be concerned. I I do want to say this. People should be concerned. We look at our neighbors to the north, and we see money being taken out of bank accounts. We've seen trucks being seized. We heard news that um, uh, kids and and animals may be taken away who are actually protesting there. And we go, man, that's crazy. Okay, this is crazy. If this is the world that we live in right now, I'm concerned. I'm concerned for me. I'm more concerned for the future of my nine-year-old daughter. So we do what we do. We press on. And uh, we pray for a better day. Um, and that's great, Jack. And and we can leave it there. But um, I, I'm I'm always of a mind to fight people who are doing things like this, particularly <laughs> when they attack me. So I'm just wondering, I, I, any thought at all crossed your mind about retaining uh, counsel? Uh, maybe talking to the Ohio Star, maybe talking to Dwayne and anybody else that's being denied their freedom of the press suppressing and censoring the press that is going to be potentially unfavorable to them, filing against the ORP. Any thoughts? So, yeah, here's my quick thought on that. Yes, I've thought about it, and if push comes to shove, maybe that's what we do. But here's the real, here's the real thing that I want everybody to understand. This is a red herring. This is not the issue. I'm sure the ORP, I know back in the day when, when Mike DeWine tried to bully and besmirch me, they wanted to make me the issue. I'm not the issue. But if they take the focus off the real issue and put it on me and on these other news outlets, they win. I don't want to let them win. I want to dive in. I want to report the news. I want to cover the issues. If we have to get to that, we will. But look, you understand what guilty behavior looks like. And when people have nothing to hide, they act like they have nothing to hide. When they have something to hide, they act like this. So that's what we need to get to. That's what we need to work on. I'm going to slightly disagree with you. I think there are two issues. You are one of them. The first one is what you said, and you don't want this to to get in the way of that in terms of what people are focusing on. But I think they're both issues. I think censorship of the press is an absolute issue. And the fact of the matter is, we rely upon you as a state house correspondent that 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 uh, you know provides us coverage. I wanted to know, hey, let's check in with Jack Windsor down at the state central committee hearing to see what they're saying about uh, Mike Dewine and how they're going to issue their endorsement. I can't get that from you now. We were counting on getting that from you, and we can't. So that suppression is an issue to me, and it's one that I hope uh, we are able to fight back. And you, because this is really specifically about you as an independent journalist, uh, this is about you, and I hope you are willing to take on that fight as well. Jack Windsor, thank you for coming on. Uh, Please keep us uh, abreast of any changes in the situation, any responses from Bob Paduchek. By the way, full disclosure, we reached out to Paduchek two or three different times in order to try to get him on to discuss this. He has, I I shouldn't say he's declined, they have not responded to our request. So to let people know where that is, I hope to get him on the air so we can have this discussion. Jack, thank you again. We'll talk soon. Bob, God bless you. Thank you. 957. We're going to go to news from here. We're going to come back out and talk more about this and about what's going on down in Lewis Center right now at the ORP State State Central Committee here a meeting with Mark Pukita, who is on the scene. He'll give us what he can from another room coming up on AM 1420 the answer.